Welcome back, friends, to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. On today's show, we're going to be talking about being uniquely equipped. So stay tuned as we dive into how the Lord is using our stories to reach others and engage culture through our filmmaking ministry. As always, thank you for being here. We love that you take time out of your day to join us in this crazy life when it, all of us feel pulled in a million different directions. Can I get an amen? Bridget, <laughs> mm-hmm. Bridget, sister. <laughs> so we get asked often, how can you make films like Inwood Drive dealing with the subject of abortion and now Mind Polluters that tackles the comprehensive sex ed sweeping across our nation and indoctrinating our children. And we introduced the Mind Polluters, the new movie, on last week's podcast. So if you missed it, I highly encourage you to go back and give it a listen. You don't want to miss what's happening right now to our children all across our nation. So I know that these uh, these topics can be heavy. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yes. And we understand we do. However, when you understand where we've come from, and this is it goes back to answering this question of being uniquely equipped and how can how can you make these movies? Um, these are topics that we're not afraid to take on. And fortunately, unfortunately, these things don't surprise us. And in fact, scripture warns us of these atrocities. Mm-hmm. So you've got abortion, gender issues, racism, pedophilia, euthanasia. Gay marriage, all of these things are just symptoms of a bigger issue, and it's a heart issue, and whether or not you believe in man's law or God's law. So I picked up a good line from our pastor. I've heard him say before, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And let me tell you how that applies to us and where we are today. So for those of you who may just be joining us, welcome, of course. And if you don't know a lot about Mark and Amber, this is going to be really raw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very like pull the blinders off and some of it's a little uncomfortable if this is going to be the first time you're hearing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's go back 20 years for the both of us. I was a drug addict, an alcoholic, a stripper, in and out of jail, survived a car accident that I ended up having to have three different reconstructive surgeries on my face. I was a mess and desperately lost in my sins. And you, Mark, let's Mm -hmm. talk about Mark. Let's talk about me. (laughs) Who grew up in the Christian faith, mm-hmm. walked away basically to chase your dreams of being a filmmaker. You went on to win one of the most coveted awards in independent filmmaking, the Sundance Film Festival. Mm-hmm. We can we can circle back around back around to that in a few minutes. But then you spent years building a disastrous career. <laughs> don't mean to laugh, babe. I really don't. <laughs> it's okay. I can laugh at it now. <laughs> in personal life, making bad decision after bad decision that you possibly could, and ultimately. That all came to ruin. And then we met. And then we met. And weren't we just a fine pair? That was 15 years ago. We were a fine pair at that time. (laughs) Whoa. So imagine those two people meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Two very broken people on very broken roads. Two very broken people, very broken roads. And if you want to hear the full fleshed out versions of these stories, go back uh, into earlier episodes. They're called Unshattered Part 1. Mm -hmm. An Unshattered Part 2. Oh, yeah, you get all the details. (laughs) All of the gory details. Marriage, divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all in there. Yeah. Jail. (laughs) (laughs) We pretty much cover it all. Uh, So I think this question of being uniquely equipped, and I just go back to just a few years ago, it was 
it was actually, it was October 18th of 2018 or 2019 when, no, 2018, when we went in to interview George Klopfer. Oh, yeah. I remember the date very specifically. So we'll just use that as an example, not to dwell specifically on that project for too long because we've talked about it a lot, but... That's a good example of being uniquely equipped. And people could not understand what in the world are you doing? Why are you talking to this man? And how in the world can you even go in there? And we, yeah. listen, we understood. We we were not, I don't think we were brazen as we went in there. We were, no. we were very prayerful about it. Mm-hmm. We asked people to pray for us. We knew what we were going into. I mean, I've told people on a spiritual level, I mean, we were... I've, I knew we were walking into a portal of, you know, a gateway to hell. I mean, it was, it's just wickedness, mm-hmm. just the, 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 the seat of wickedness right there. But why were we not intimidated by George? Well, I mean, I, I think we had heard so many, so many stories about the vulgarities <clears throat> of, of him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, me having been in the adult entertainment industry for mm-hmm. so long, nothing. <laughs> there were no vulgarities that were going to surprise me at all. Exactly. So dealing with someone like George Clopper was not an issue. Uh, my heart was really just knowing how broken I was, knowing that he is a broken man in need of a savior. You know, our mission is Christ only. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, Outside of what he did for a living as an abortionist, as a man who had lived a life apart from Christ during, as you know, pretty much all through my 20s, I was just pretty much living for me. And so when I, when I would hear about the kinds of things that George would say, especially to women and saw video snippets of him and I thought, yeah, he's kind of an angry, ugly old man. But you know what? There were times in my life where I probably was just as bad, just as perverse mm-hmm. as him and maybe worse. And I hung out with people like that. I mean, yeah. listen, you don't you don't work in the film and television industry without being exposed to people like yeah. this. And you just get a thick skin about it. And in my case, I got a thick skin, a thick skin, otherwise known as scar tissue, because you just (laughs) because I became like them for so long. And I think the other thing, too, was, you know, and we haven't talked a lot about this, but before coming back into filmmaking, you know, I stopped making films for three and a half years because I I had made such a mess of my career, I thought, mm-hmm. that I quit filmmaking altogether and went back to school mm-hmm. to get an engineering degree. And then, in which you did, in which I did, I, I finished an engineering degree and then I couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. And then felt the Lord calling us back to, or calling me back to doing films. And I just knew, I knew from, from the very beginning of, of that, that it was going to be to come back and do inward drive. Yeah. So it was just, I I just knew that I was on the mission that the Lord had sent me Mm -hmm. on. And I, I had set in my head 
I will do this. And, and if this is the first and last one, then fine, then I'll be done and I'll go do something else. Yeah. Well, I I think because I heard you say the mission that you were on, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I can clearly remember three years ago when we sat down and we're like, wow, I really think the Lord's calling us to make films Mm -hmm. like for ministry, for, for outreach. What is this? <laughs> I think we were both a little shocked. We we're like, um, okay. well, spe- especially because of why that was one of the big, one of the big reasons why I had to walk away because I had spent so much time trying to do films mm-hmm. and I've done successful films and I've done films that totally flopped mm-hmm. and you get burnout and, and, and it starts to starts to drain on you. And I that's that's really I had sworn it off. I said, I am done forever. Yeah. And I think that goes to one of the reasons why speaking for myself, why I think we're I'm uniquely equipped is because I went through that I'm gonna reach the top of the mountain phase in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And I got to what I thought was the top of the mountain. And you know what? There's nobody there. It's this empty place. And what you find is there's another mountain behind it that you have to keep climbing. And what do we know about climbing is that when you climb, you you have to keep shedding things, right, so that you can keep going. Well, in, in a career pursuit... Unfortunately, at a lot of times what you're shedding is things like morality mm-hmm. and your ethics. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten to that point and went, I don't even recognize who I am anymore. What in the world am I doing? And 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 I, my life had crashed all around me. And so I had I had walked away from that and said I'm not doing that anymore. So to to come back to it knowing that the Lord was calling us back, not not just into production, but to go back into doing feature films. Yeah. Um, yeah that, was a, that was a whole other conversation, right. you know, because we started off, um, you know, our mission was stories of life, loss and redemption through Christ. Short films. We, short films. <laughs> we did two personal testimonies mm-hmm. and then really felt the Lord calling us into feature length films. Right. So, you know, when when you see people that, are in, you know, we'll just say, say in Hollywood and you look at them and you, you think, how in the world can you be so full of yourself? How in the world can you be so detached from reality? And I will tell you why it is. It's because the, so many of them, they started off with the right intentions, but Mm -hmm. once they got a taste of success and then they're so desperate to maintain that and to have more. And so they buy into whatever I have to do, whoever I have to be to to maintain this and grow myself into megastardom. Mm. That's what I will do. And they it is absolutely brutal. So I went through that. I threw it all away, went back to, you know, during that time I was in school, I was a freshman in college. <laughs> and, and how old were you? I, w- I was in my mid 30s. Yeah. With uh, with you know, a a little girl and another one on the way. And over the summers, I was working in a warehouse and driving deliveries. And I mean, I was just, I was blue collar Joe, you know, there I was. Well, you got to tell them the van, the van story. Oh, the van story. Oh, I don't, I don't think we've shared the van story. I don't think we have either. (laughs) 
<laughs> so my last summer of driving deliveries. So I was driving deliveries of electrical supplies. So we hadn't started our ministry, our right. filmmaking ministry yet. Right. I wasn't back into production. Um, and but when you're driving a delivery truck, you have a lot of time to think. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of windshield meditation time. And boy, it had just been really bothering me. And I had started to kind of get the bug again to to just to do something creative. I mean, engineering school, what I discovered was I have an immense amount of respect for people who are engineers. And I can do the math and I can I can I can do the work, but it's not my passion. You can check all the boxes. I can check all the boxes off, but it's not my passion. And I didn't I I just I'm not a very good engineer. And I just knew that I wasn't feeling fulfilled in any of my studies and was really crying out to the Lord about it. And I, I had a stop and I stopped to eat lunch and I was in my van and I had finished all my deliveries and I parked my van and I ate my lunch and I was just really talking to the Lord about it. And then really felt convicted to just give this all over to him. So I got in the back of the, of the truck in the van, got on my knees and I, and I, prayed and I cried out to the Lord and I was in tears just asking him, Lord, I don't understand. I thought that I was done with this, but if you want me to go back, I will go back. But I don't see how this is going to work. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you don't understand. You're asking me to do something, but you don't understand God. Right. Right. And, and he's very patient with us when we, when we tell him these things. And that was really the beginning of it. And I, yeah. I, I when I look back in my life, I think, Refer to that as the the covenant the covenant of the delivery truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting, even even in in scripture. I, I'm just going to read this really quick because I I pulled it up and I thought about it. In First Corinthians, Paul is talking to brothers and sisters in Christ, and he says, "Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Okay, mm -hmm. Check, <laughs> check, double check. Not many were in, influential." Not many were of noble birth. Hey, I check, check, <laughs> check, check. <laughs> but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. And I just think. The, the whole boasting aspect of mm -hmm. look at what I've done, you know, look, look at my life. We're talking about Hollywood mm -hmm. and so many people who who think that that's what they're working for. They're working for themselves and not for other people. And in my case, I spent those that three and a half years ridding myself of that person. I was I was so puffed up with with who I thought I was supposed to be. And then in the few years leading up to walking away I was so disillusioned with who I had become mm -hmm. and that nothing seemed to be working. And so I was just over it. I really, I, I, I walked away from it and I closed everything down and said, I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that person anymore. So uniquely equipped, you know, both of us have been, completely destitute in one way or the other. Yeah. At completely least completely bankrupt. Completely bankrupt morally, socially, financially, financially. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Spiritually, before I came to know the Lord. Yeah. I mean, just completely bankrupt yeah. on all fronts. And so I think when you're at that point, you you come to a very quick realization of what is important and what is not. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I spent a lot of time in those years pushing a cart around a warehouse and driving deliveries, really realizing what was important. Yeah. And, you know, I would think about things that I had once done and I would regret a lot of them. And I would, uh, think how could I have done things differently? And, um, so the Lord just really, for me, purged me of all that. Right. And now we're just on a mission for the Lord. Mm-hmm. I am so excited that the places we get to go and share Jesus. <laughs> I think people, you know, you don't realize how many doors are, are opened mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's all, all the Lord's will. Yeah. And, you know, it's like starting this podcast. This podcast is now listened to in 23 different countries. That's pretty amazing. Like, it's really exciting to, to go on and share Jesus and get people excited. I mean, we all struggle. Mm-hmm. We we all fail, but the Lord, if you allow Him, the Lord will lead you. Well, and I think one of, you know one of the things that I wrote down here is we both because of the lives that we've lived and the things that have happened to us that we've managed to get through that we both have a pretty thick skin, and boy, if you're going to make it in you know speaking specifically of the film business, you have to have a thick skin like, like nothing you've ever seen. Don't take it personal. You cannot take things personally. (laughs) You just can't. You have to be able to be in meetings and, and situations with people where you can have vigorous debate Mm -hmm. and still work with that person. Yeah. You can't you can't just delete people because they don't agree with you. That yeah. doesn't work like that. Yeah. That is not real life. Yeah. Especially in the film. When you're making a film, there is so much on the line. So much on everything is on the line. Every time you're set up for a scene, the whole project is on the line. You better learn how to get along with yeah. people. Well, I think it's interesting, even even to a different aspect, um, just thinking of the distribution aspect of trying mm-hmm. to get in with drive out and coming to the realization when people tell you no, mm-hmm. because it deals in the in subject of abortion. I mean, we are there is such a spiritual battle. We you're either going to believe man's law or God's law. Right. I mean, end of story. It's it's one way or the other and you can't have it both ways. Right. Well, and and we've talked about this, you know, we we did not come back into production and then back into film because we looked at it and said, "Hey, this is a great way for us to become millionaires." Oh my word. <laughs> Can I just be like if, flat out honest if, and say, um, we're still paying off debt from Inwood Drive? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. We had a lot of. We, we this had is a not lo- glamorous by any means. No, we had a lot of donors and we're grateful for them helping us, but um, it, it wasn't. I mean, we, we are still paying off debts mm-hmm. for doing that film. Oh, that's okay. The Lord, the and the Lord sustains us. I mean, I think that's absolutely. The, thing. the Lord I, has been gracious and He's not he's even, not us. even fearful of. Of any of that. It's it's not even the job was so what the what Inwood Drive became, you can only look at it and say, that was all in the Lord's design. Mm-hmm. I mean, that film was finished 
and the Lord had a different ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I can't get over the, what the Lord did through that film and the people and the places that we've been able to go. I mean, just what, last month we were able to go and share Christ to a room, 400 people. Mm-hmm. You you never know. You just, you you never know. And like I said, and people, we have sent DVDs to like four other countries. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's unbelievable. Well, and it's, and I, when I think about that, what you were talking about, about, you know, sharing Christ at the right to life banquet for Lake County. And I think, you know, the mark of 20 years ago would never have done that, would never have given that kind of a talk. Kind of. I wasn't, I wasn't the kind of person that even was equipped to. Yeah. But I never would have, and I never would have spoken that kind of truth because I was too concerned about protecting my image, protecting uh, yeah. my brand that <laughs> I, I thought I was trying here. to build. <laughs> and folks, I'm telling you, I mean, we, we see people all the time and, and we have all these expectations that they're going to say something great and then they just fall flat. Mm-hmm. It's because they've bought into the lie that they have to build their brand and they have to be careful what they, you know, it's, I say all the time, I hate politics. That's what I'm talking about. It's, well, well, because you get told no. I mean, you, right. you, you really take the strikes for speaking truth. Right. And, and that's okay. Right. And, and Put I on think the full armor of God. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of, part of our being uniquely equipped, it goes back again to that, that thick skin. And we don't hold on so tightly to anything that we do. When, oh, no. when we, we started Inwood, and I told the Lord, okay, I knew that this was what you were, you know, calling us back for. So we'll do this film. And if this is the first and the last, then we're done. And and it's fine. If, if this is the last one that I do, <laughs> yeah, that's right. then I'll go back. I'll find something else to do. I'll go drive a truck again. Yeah. That's, that's but fine. But now the Lord has called us. Oh, my goodness. This one is even more intense. Right. So let's talk about why we feel uniquely equipped to do a film like The Mind Polluters. Oh, well, Mind Polluters. Okay. Let's just go back to being in the adult entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. When I see books that are given to children, uh, pornographic in nature, yeah. this is not okay. I've Listen, <laughs> I, I, can't even, I can't even really put into words. I just feel like so depraved, mm-hmm. so... Because I'm so disgusted. Because between the two of us, we know these people very, very well. Yeah. I, mean, I know how they think. Yep. We understand the depravity that's there. Mm-hmm. By the grace of the Lord, we were saved out of that, yeah. both of us. Yeah. And, and that right there is what I think makes us uniquely equipped because we have... Listen, everybody goes through things and you get injured and you heal and you have scar tissue there. Mm -hmm. Some of us have more scar tissue than others. And in our case, we've, because of situations that we've been in and survived and gotten through, Mm -hmm. we have unique scar tissue that allows us to deal with things like this. Now, it's not to say that it doesn't affect us. We're in, we're in prayer a lot. And that's, I think, a, the major part of why we're a lot, like every day. <laughs> why we're uniquely Multiple equipped <laughs> because we understand the power of prayer. Yeah, and that's why we're always asking for prayer. But we also understand that um, we we are both somewhat unfazed by a lot of this yeah. because we look at it and go, "You're not fooling me." Yeah, 
Well, and I think it's such a great and, and such a wonderful opportunity to meet so many people who have been doing this for years and to just put it all together. It's like we're able to come up and get this bird's eye view of everything that's happening and share it, educate more people on mm-hmm. what's going on. I mean, even believer or non-believer, I know that there are going to be non-believers, parents, grandparents who see the mind polluters and are going to be appalled. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens when that happens? Now you have to ask yourself, why am I appalled? Mm-hmm. It starts to get down into the heart issue. Now we're really going to start. What? Why is this? Why is this morally wrong? What they're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's it's just you know it, it's our job. It's what we've what we're called to do. Exactly, and I don't question it. Nope. I, I remember when when we decided that we were going back into this and and you know and we knew that we were going to do what became Inwood Drive. I remember we were talking about it and I said, I feel like Jonah being sent back to Nineveh. (laughs) I I washed my hands of that and walked away. I said, Lord, I'm done. I am done. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) And knowing that the Lord was saying, you are, you are, you are, go back. And basically that three and a half years away, he said, "Now, now that you have been broken completely, and you've washed your hands of it. Now you're of some use to me. Yeah. You know, and and I still have the attitude of, okay, so maybe the mind polluters will be the last one. Yeah, exactly. That's but- fine. If it's the last one, <laughs> then it'll be the last yeah. one. So every film that we do is our last one. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> so if you'd like to help us out with that, we, we, we love your help. really could use your help because this is a really We're gonna go uphill, with a bang. uphill battle. You want to talk about being all in? We are 100% all in because, well, you heard why. Yeah. We know that this is why we're what we're here for. Yeah. So I think we better wrap it up today. And that's all we have for today. Mm-hmm. What we talk about next week? Mm. <laughs> so tell them where they can find out about the Mind Polluters. Well, you can visit the website, themindpolluters.com, T-H-E-M-I-N-D-P-O-L-L-U-T-E-R-S.com. We need your prayers. Yep. We need donors. Support. We need financial yeah. support. We can't do this alone. You know, in fact, speaking of that, of that, um, we went back and looked and less than 100 people financed Inwood Drive. That is astounding. The Lord uses. We, because, listen, we are able to do so much with just a little. Mm -hmm. And when you think about just the impact that that has had, amen, hallelujah, I am excited. And that's why we do what we do. Yeah. That is a really astounding number. And yeah, I looked at it the other day. I couldn't help. I was like, wait a second. I want to go back and look at that. And what's, Over a period of two years, mind you. Yeah. And what, what is that That passage of scripture says that the Lord uses the foolish things of the world to shame the... Yeah. I just... Oh, it was First Corinthians what I was reading. To shame the wise or... Yeah. I mean, that that's... The foolish that things is, of the world. Yeah. To shame the wise. Yeah. That is exactly... That's exactly what, what we're doing. I mean, we... We... <laughs> I, I've always... I joke that when we, you know, when we pull up with our grip and lighting truck, that <laughs> I, I've 
said I should put a Jolly Roger flag on the on the door, right? Like we're the pirate ship. Because we have, we have, we are the scrappers. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. We don't even have. Well, we help. give it all to the Lord. We, That's all that matters. Right. That is my life in a nutshell. I will give it all to the Lord. That to whole, God be the glory forever that, and ever. That whole film was done by two people. <laughs> yeah, the entire thing. The entire thing. Two people. Everything. That's, but but here's the thing. Here's here's why we really desperately need your help. I don't. I'm, I won't beg, but I'm just saying we do need more than just Mark and Amber on this mind. We do film. need help now. This is not this is not something that the, just the two of us can do alone. I mean, Inwood Drive was one thing. It was local. It was here. We could do that. The mind polluters is not. I mean, there are people all over the country who have spent decades and committed their entire careers to trying to get this out. Mm-hmm. And we need, we're just coming along to help and we spread need, the message. Yeah, we need to go to them. And that means taking everything with us. Yeah. And that's, I mean, just, you know, so fuel, be fuel that. and that, accommodations. That's all I can say, you and know. We just be, we, we need help. This is an ex, a more expensive project yeah. to do. It just is. <laughs> but we're willing. All right. All right, you guys, until next time, I hope you enjoyed the talk. If you want to send us any uh, a message, you have any questions, hey, we answer all kinds of questions. You can email us at markandamber at fearlessfeatures.org. And don't forget to visit the website, fearlessfeatures.org. Thanks, guys. 